Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. We are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hey, Alan, we're back to our um, Our usual haunts. <laughs> yes. Um, which means that we did something different recently, which was go to the Voice uh, Conference in D.C., uh, just outside D.C., and we got to see each other in person. That was Yay! truly amazing. It really it was. was. You know, not just see each other in person, which was amazing by itself. We yeah. recorded an episode um, of Two Voice Devs, which will be airing uh, in the near future, as soon as we get the, the tape back and, and can edit it. Um, we met a whole bunch of people that we've only seen on the screen. That was yes. awesome. That was. We had people coming in from the UK, from, I don't remember where everybody was coming from, Poland. Netherlands. Netherlands, yeah. It was it was people were you know we had we had people in from Poland, um, lots and lots of people. We had several from South America. It was fantastic to see yes. everyone. It um, was hugs all around. It was uh, it was like coming home. It uh, really it, was, you know. And I aspect. yeah. And and I said this in the uh, the episode that we recorded there, but I really think it, it merits worth saying again. Is it was fantastic seeing. Old faces, friendly faces. It was just as fantastic seeing new faces. Yes. Um, and I think to me, that was really an indicator that this industry is still growing. It's still going strong. We still have a lot to do. Yeah. Now, the, the numbers were down from the last time I went to a voice summit, which was 2019, 2019. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, so... We're kind of in a, like, I think Pete uh, talked about kind of like a train trying to get some more momentum, getting up to speed again. But there there were a lot of people there, um, a lot of different things to see in the exhibit hall, plenty of options to choose from as far as different sessions to go to. Yeah. And then there was just all the talking with people um, in the halls. And, and And that's really what made a lot of it so special. Yeah, was was being able to to talk to people, you know, to to hand out our two voice dev stickers. Yes, um, you know, if anybody's watching wants a sticker, let us know. We will send you a sticker. Um, and certainly attending the sessions, and you know, both of us did sessions of our own while we were there. Right. So maybe we want to kind of talk, spend a couple of minutes talking about what did we talk about? You know, so. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. So, yeah, I, yeah, it sounds good. Um, let's see. So um, besides the, the live podcast that we did on Tuesday, I had a presentation on Wednesday, as well, as you did as well. Mm -hmm. um, mine was on um, voice-first prescription management. So um, over the last, I don't know, five years, whatever, that I've been doing Alexa skills, uh, so starting in 2017, I started my first Alexa, what would be considered a healthcare skill. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've done three of those over the last um, five years. Um, but the one that I've just um, in the process of finishing up right now is uh, prescription management. So it's listing active prescriptions, um, re renewing prescriptions and um, tracking shipments all with your voice. Um, and so I had to take that, you know, five years of experience on those three projects um, and condense that into 20 minutes. <laughs> it was a fast 20 minutes. So I, I concentrated on eight points. 
Um, and I won't go through all the, the eight points that you know, took 20 minutes to do. But the um, what what you would need to know, uh, most of it was kind of on the technical side, but there was a lot of stuff that you could pull from it if you were a business stakeholder, as well as if you were a designer, some 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 uh, key points to pull out of mm -hmm. the, the talk. But um, just talking about the different things that you would need to consider. Um, and kind of my main point and you know why is this important is that behind every prescription um, is a person. And that could be, be you know a, a dad that has heart disease it could be a mom that has alzheimer's it could be a wife that has diabetes a child that has you know adhd or depression so, so the reason why you would want to do um, prescription management via voice is because it's convenient and as long as you can make sure that that is happening not only quickly but securely and reliably then that just gives you uh, more time to get back to family and doing the things that are important to your family and not spending so much time on on prescriptions. So no. that's the, that's kind of the, the the gist of the talk. Yep, excellent point. What do you think was the big technical takeaway that you wanted people to get? Oh man, um, there's a few of them uh, that I guess you need to understand what there is. Creating an Alexa healthcare skill fits into what's called the HIPAA-compliant environment uh -huh. um, that has some technical um, technical ramifications, but it's also a legal side of things. And in some cases, the legal is the thing that's you know kind of making this different than other environments. But um, there is only a subset of Alexa features. So something new like uh, send a phone is great, but it's not something that's currently available in the HIPAA environment. So you need to read the documentations um, regularly and make sure that what you're designing is something within the realm of what you could actually deliver. Um, so I think that's probably a, a, one of the big takeaways. No, that makes a lot of sense. And certainly something that people need to consider right up front as they're beginning to design a system. Yep. And you know, if you're used to developing Alexa skills, it's easy to, to overlook. Yeah. You think, oh, I can, I know how to do this. Right, I'll just you know then, put it in this environment instead. Yeah, and it's 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 different. But but through the whole process, I learned all kinds of things, like what what information is actually being stored, and what information um, does the user um, have control over um, deleting. And in fact, it's most everything mm. um, that, and which was which is it was really comforting to me on on the side of a developer knowing that the customers that are using this um, that system have control over their own data and um, and the, just the the length that uh, Amazon has gone through to protect that information mm -hmm. is was was really you know, I think they're they're on the right track there. Very cool. So, so that was mine. what about what about your session? So my session, was um, I was trying to express something that I think we've talked about it several times on this show on on the show, uh, and that's the what the notion of an outtent is, and why it was important, and I kind of specifically focused on it in a um, in an omni-channel environment, and right. I, I also went and defined what omni-channel means, sort of, kind of. <laughs> So, you know, if it, it's a big buzzword that's out there right now and everyone thinks they know what it means, but I can't find a definition for it. 
but the the gist of it kind of is that users will want to work with your service using a bunch of different channels so maybe they will call an 800 number and you know uh be talking to an online call center type system ivr an ivr or maybe they'll be uh texting you or maybe there will be a web page with a you know an assistant on it or maybe they'll be using alexa or whatever um and whatever channel they're working with for you, you need to be able to reply in the most appropriate channel, and they need to be able to work in the most appropriate channel. So, in some, you know, for example, um, people were talking about things like how you might carry on a conversation to uh, figure out a bill or something, yeah. and at some point, the the bot might say, "Well, can you send me a picture of your bill?" So, okay, now the user may use an app or they may send a picture via SMS or whatever. Um, That picture now needs to get into the system as part of the same conversation. Yeah. And you need to reply to them in some way. You know, if you're on the phone with them, maybe you need to reply on the phone, on on audio. But if they're sending it through an app, maybe you need to reply via the app. And I was kind of saying that these kinds of models don't work well with the traditional intent focus. Yeah. Because, so, you know, yeah. go- I was just thinking, cause you know, like, cause we were talked about it before, but you can say things multiple different ways or multiple utterances mapped to a single intent. But <clears throat> what we tend to do with some of the simplified examples that we've been given is just write the response right there in that um, intent right. handler. We, we kind of tend to really tightly couple the response to the intent. And yes. we think we also seems like we couple the intent to the environment. So we kind of say that, you know, if you're coming in on Alexa, that'll be triggering one intent. Whereas if you're coming in via chatbot, that might trigger a different intent. Right. And maybe, you know, somewhere down the line in the code, the responses, the the handlers are similar, but they end up not being the same. And, and I was making the case that really what we want to do is um, evaluate things like the context plus the intent plus the input environment plus bunches of other stuff. Yeah. Including our business logic and whatever. And all of those help determine the outtent and then exactly which platform we're on or which platforms are available the outtent may manifest itself in different ways. So, yeah, so basically to more what decouple we're, these things. Yeah. So by, by decoupling things on the front end via an intent uh, on the request and decoupling the, the response using an outtent, then the handler gets to be reused, you know, exactly a lot, a lot more because you've got your business logic, you have API calls um, and some context stuff, but most of the, yeah, most of that could be shared across multiple platforms or channels. Um, and so, yeah, exactly. uh, that's so exactly what. The response was good. I'm not exactly sure we're going to see the the term outtent adopted, you know, globally very, very quickly. But uh, I think there were people who were receptive to the idea. And that was yeah. good to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you don't have to preach to me. I like, I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that outtents are, are um, helpful and have, I've done that on a number of things that I've been working on. So, 
So something very good. You know, I think our you know, certainly your session was well attended. From what I was remembering, you know, seeing mine seemed pretty well attended. Yeah. Um. So you know, hopefully these ideas get out there, and I really hope that we we helped people from the presentations that we did. Yeah. It, I. I. You know, I think overall it was a really good conference. It was good to be back. I hadn't been to, you know, haven't traveled. I hadn't been yeah. to a conference uh, in a couple of years. And, uh, oh, it just felt so good to to get out. It did. And, and talk and share and be excited to see each other. And it was, it was, it was good. Definitely. No, definitely agreed. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to getting the, the recording of the podcast so we can get it out to everyone because yeah. that was a lot of fun. That live session was really, really fun. It's good energy and it really uh, good questions and yeah, um, it was a good crowd. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that, um, and I'm looking forward to more topics that we're going to be talking about. Um, I'm looking forward to some guests. That's one of the things that I think was really good is we started lining up some some future guests for the podcast. So yeah, uh, stay tuned for some of those. That's going to be really exciting. Yeah, well, there's lots of uh, people that we can uh, reach out to on on that. So, um, would love to have them on the show, and uh, love getting your feedback and, and questions. So, just make sure you follow us on on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, go to Alan's office hours. Uh, you know, make comments on on uh, YouTube. However else you want to communicate with us, and we'll do our best to get back to you or um, include your ideas in future episodes of two voice steps, two voice steps. Take care. Take care. Have a great week, Mark. You too.